No, we all have Father's Day lunches to go and get to and, and parties to be had. So I'm going to try and do this quickly. However, I prepared this speech during this speech, this preach during the week. Um, and with the wedding we had yesterday and my duties in that, I prepared it quite early in the week and didn't look at it till this morning. And as we were sitting there, everything that, that people have been talking about was pretty much what I have written down. So God is, is so incredible the way he works. I, I'm, while we're in the in the in worship, Arn leaned over and gave me his phone and showed me a verse, and I went, "Oh my goodness, that's pretty much what I'm going to preach on." So, um, it's it's phenomenal the way God works. But we've been speaking the last two weeks about DNA and 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 vision in the house, and and oh, the kids can go out too, by the way. Sorry, always forget the children, the little children. Um, we've been talking about vision and DNA in the house, and and while I was praying this week for for what God wanted me to share, He showed me that. What we've been doing in these last sort of three or four months have been three elements. We've been looking at the who and what we're building on in the the preachers that we've been doing about Jesus. So we've been looking at the foundation of of Jesus and who he was. And then the last two weeks we looked at at the house's vision and call, which was the what, the the call from God, the mission from God as the house. And today I want to spend a little bit of time looking at, at the how. Um and what God showed me was the how is the Holy Spirit. What we've had here this morning, what we've been pressing for this morning was the Holy Spirit. And increasingly we're starting to understand more and more the importance of the Holy Spirit. But I want to take just a, a small lot of time, hopefully only 20 minutes, but we might not go 20 minutes. We might go a little bit longer. I'm sorry. If you need to leave, you can bail. But um, I saw a quote this morning from one of my favorite writers, A.W. Tozer. And it's quite a challenging quote, but Tozer wrote, the time is coming when we will all not be able to take our Christianity as casually as we do now. And I thought, wowzers. As Christians, we at times take this journey that we're on so casually that we, we get caught in this mundane thing of this is just another event. You know, that we go to soccer practice and on Sunday we go to church. That the, the, the casualness of which we live our lives in this Christian walk is actually not what we're called to do. The, the power that we carry is actually incredible. When you flip through the Bible, you, you, you look at some of the things they do, and, and I always think to myself, wow. But they understood the reality of what they walked in for. The disciples to be killed as brutally as they were killed with absolute faith and perseverance expresses the fact that they knew the reality of what they were walking in, that there was no there was no casual sort of life that they were living. In in Zechariah four six, God says that uh, Jesus says, sorry, not by my might nor my power, but by my spirit. That Jesus understood the fact that when he came, he came as man, but he carried the, the, the very nature of God, the very spirit and the, and the love of who he was, he carried that and he understood that that was the weapons that he carried. That was his, the power that he carried. And he says to, um, I think it's Zachariah, he says to him, uh, it, it comes through a, um, a dream, I think, or a vision, but it says, not, not by my power or my strength, not by me alone, but by my spirit. So he, he really emphasizes the fact that it's my spirit that will bring the power that you guys are seeking. It's my spirit that will, will answer the questions you've asked, that will fulfill your hurting body, that will bring everything that you seek. 
in John 17, in John 17, 7, I'm not going to go there because I'm going to go to a few other verses, but you can write them down and go and have a look. In John 17, 7, Jesus says, I have to go. It's actually better for me to go because I'm going to send my spirit. Imagine the disciples sitting face to face with Jesus around a table and he's saying to them, I am the Lord of Lords. I am everything you'll ever need. But by the way, I've got to go. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, we think now, you know, we, we, what we would do to sit in a, in a room like this with Jesus, you know, and then for him to say, hey, it's more important that I go. Because he understood that when he went, he could send the power that he, he knew, the Holy Spirit, that he could impart into us what he was carrying and he knew the power that we would have with that. But how often as Christians are our hands tied or our mouths zipped shut? You know, the, I'm sure everyone with Facebook has seen the, um, the amount of persecutions that, that Christians are facing at the moment, how tightly our, our mouths are locked shut, yet we carry the power of the Holy Spirit. And that doesn't mean that we can, you know, go and yell and scream and jump up and down, but what it means is that the, the principalities and the power of, of, of this world have nothing against what we carry in, our, in, in us, which I'm going to explain later. So Jesus understood the fact, I've got to go, because what I've got for you is better than you'll ever imagine. What I can give to you, what will come on you when I leave, is the Holy Spirit. So I want to... I, earlier last week, Edie sent me a... Um, a, a a preach from a few different preachers that I listened to and there was something phenomenal that, that one of them said and, and I want to just take a little bit of time to unpack it. But he was talking about the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And in the Bible we see two types of anointing of the Holy Spirit. We see the anointing in us and we see the anointing on us. And it's, it's very important to understand the difference in the two because the anointing in us is who we are, is, is, is what we what we get to be and, and, and the power that we carry and the anointing that comes on us is God revealing himself to others. So I want to break each of those down very, very quickly so that we can go through them. So let's just look at, first, the anointing in us. Let's go with me to John 2, verse 27. Sorry, 1 John 2, verse 27. So we see, we see both of these anointings, both the anointing in us and the anointing on us in this verse here, 1 John, and in Acts later on, which I'll go to. But 1 John 2.27 says, But the anointing that you received from him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about everything, and is true, and is no lie, just as it has taught you, abide in him. Okay, so, so what this is saying is that the, the spirit that we walk in teaches us everything, is the perfect expression of who God is, and it's the way that we outlive our life. So when Jesus did what he did and he said, I hear the Father speak, he heard the Father speak through the spirit that was in him, that abided in him. We understand that Jesus worked, walked fully in the Holy Spirit. He understood the very presence of the Holy Spirit, and that's why he was, he was able to to do the things that he did so easily without any, any issue because he fully understand the, understood the Spirit. He understood that the Spirit in him, the Holy Spirit inside of him, taught him and showed him what the Father wanted him to see and do. So as we begin to understand the Spirit in us, 
teaches us and expresses who God is through us, then we can understand that that's how we get the job done that God's asked us to do. Has anyone ever ever looked at something they feel God's telling them to do and, and sort of giggled and gone, there's no way I can do that? Now you, you're walking through and, and you feel that you've got to pray for someone or, or go and buy them something or and you, you think to yourself, well, I can't do that. But it's, that's because the Spirit's in you, is challenging you and calling you to step into what he has for you. It's that teaching that, that from the pulpit we can, we can sharpen each other and express each other, but if we don't understand how the Holy Spirit teaches us, we'll never learn in those moments. Some of, some of the, the most incredible men of God that I look up to and, and that I, I learn from can't help me when I'm in the shopping center I need to pray for somebody. I can't phone them in and say, hey, what would you do at this moment? Because the Holy Spirit is in me, teaching me and, and walking in, but I've got to trust and walk in what the Spirit is, is doing and saying. So the Holy Spirit in us, that we, that we get in us, is, is for manifestation, transformation, and revelation. So the very inside of us, manifestation, transformation, and revelation. So the things that we, that we, we manifest, that we become, come from that, that inward, that inward expression of the Holy Spirit. The way that we're transformed and the way that we see things come from that inward nation of, of the Holy Spirit. Cage, can you give me a hand for a sec? Can you just hold these two glasses? To you or? To, to the front. So, I want to, I want to show something because I'm a visual person and this, this helps. Makes sense. So, I spoke a little bit last week about baptism. That when we get baptized, we, we then express, we have then inside of us the Holy Spirit and the power the Holy Spirit carries. When did Jesus, when did his ministry start? Does anyone know? The, the, the majority of the signs and wonders and his, his outworking of ministry after his baptism. So we see in, in fact that when Jesus got baptized, a dove ascends on him and he walks in, in the spirit, he starts his ministry. When we see, I think it's Peter with the eunuch, he gets saved and he says to the eunuch, you, Philip with the, with the eunuch, the eunuch gets saved and he says to the eunuch, we must go now and baptize you. They get out of their cart, they go and be baptized. There was a, a matter of urgency. And the reason there's a matter of urgency is because of this. This is our spirit man. So we know that, that the human body is made up, made up with a spirit soul and a body. This is our spirit man, our, our very spirit, what, what goes on to, to heaven when we pass, our spirit man. This is the Holy Spirit. When we get baptized, what happens with, with the Holy Spirit into us, or that guy in there, is that we, we mold together and become one. KJ can't take the, the water that he had in this glass out of it and put it back into the other glass because they've become one. So no longer can you, can you look at this glass and see that there was a distinction between two, two spirits because they're now one spirit. So, so I can't cut that apart and I can't break that down or change it. But if you guys didn't see this and I took this away and I said to you, what is that? It's a glass of water. You can't tell that it came from two spirits because it's one. So, so when we begin to understand that at our baptism, 
And, and it really irks me when, when, and I've said it before, when people say that it's just a, a, a show of our faith. No, it's the very coming together of our being. The old has come, the old is gone, therefore the new has come. The new is us becoming one spirit with the Holy Spirit. God, the creator of our universe, and we get to stand in, in a solid understanding of one person. Go with me to Romans 8 verse 15. For you did not receive the spirit of of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. How can we... How can we live a life that doesn't represent our Father when we are with our Father? The very nature of who we are is now encapsulated in in the creator of the universe. When we stand in a dark place, we stand with the very spirit that brought Christ back from the dead, with the very spirit that raised Lazarus, with the very spirit that changed the very fabric of our society. We we, we don't just carry the Holy Spirit. We are one with the Holy Spirit and are now sons. I read something this, uh, a few days ago about the fact that there shouldn't be Father's Day because for some people that don't have fathers, it's, it's upsetting. And, and I understand the fact that some people don't have fathers and that's hard. And I didn't have to experience that. Thank God I have an incredible father that I have a great relationship with. But when people start to understand the nature of the Bible and what we're, what we're preaching here, everybody has a father. And he is a good father. That that verse in Romans says we cry, Abba, Father, because now we know who he is. Because our spirit is in line with the spirit and has become one with the spirit of God. Just flip over to 1 Corinthians 6.17. One Corinthians six seventeen. I just want to I just want to add a little bit more biblical weight to that. But who he was joined to the Lord becomes one with him. Paul talks about the fact that when we are joined with the Lord, we become one. So Paul is is teaching to the church in the Corinthians that this very model that we were once two, but once you were saved and baptized, once you come out of that water, you came with one spirit. I don't want to go into the, the, the sinning and those sorts of things. We've talked about that before, that, that obviously our mind still needs to be, be renewed so that we can walk fully in the Spirit. But guys, we have to understand the, the, very, the very nature and importance of this, that your spirit man is now joined as one with the spirit of, of the God Almighty. If you take nothing from today, take that. Yep. Romans 8. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Yeah, exactly. And if children, then heirs. Yeah. And become one. And the fact that when it, 
You know, when it talks about the fact that we are hidden in Christ, the very fact that we are hidden is because we're lost in Him. There was a, a preacher, I can't remember who it was, one of the guys on that panel, but he said, he said, what happens to our spirit when we become one spirit with, with the Holy Spirit? And he said, we become lost in the Spirit of God. As one, we become lost in the Spirit of God. Go with me to Acts 1 8. Okay, so we've understood now that we this is the the sorry, Acts 1 8. We understand that that's the anointing in us, that's the very anointing that we have, our spirit becoming one with God. What, what that, that anointing does for us is that it, it allows us to, to walk in a manifestation, transformation, and a revelation. And it depends on our hunger. So when we hunger for God, we hunger for that salvation. You ever you heard where people go, I don't know why I need to go to the front, but I want to go. When, 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 they, when they do the, the altar calls and people go, why are you here? I don't know, but something in me wants this. Because our, our, our spirit hungers for something more. We hunger for the very reality of God and we come forward and it depends on our hunger. So when we, when we hunger, it's okay. Everyone just remain here. That's okay. There's things happening. There's distractions in the world. So it depends on the hunger that we have, that when we get that inward, that inward move of the Holy Spirit, it depends for our hunger. Acts 1 verse 8. But you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We spoke about this last week. But that there, it says, when you receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So it's different. The the spirit that they were receiving there is different to the the spirit that we... Sorry, it's not a different spirit. It's a different um, outworking manifestation. There's one inwardly and this is an an, an outward expression of that. So the very purpose for that outward expression of that is to show the people who God is. That God moved through Jesus with an outward expression of who he was. The signs and the wonders that we see, the reason that they happened, the reason that they were so important is because it expressed the power of God. So when you see churches longing for, they, they want to see the, the, the gold dust and the storms and, and those things happen, it's because they're longing and pressing for the power of God. When people start to see that outward expression through other Christians, they start to wonder something's happening here. When someone gets healed, you can't express what that is without looking at God. And if you do, it doesn't make any sense. So God uses that that anointing, that onward anointing of the Holy Spirit to bring about healings and manifestations of His power so that people can start to long and hunger for that inward manifestation of the Holy Spirit. So both important and both point to one another. But the inward expression of the Holy Spirit allows us to stand and join one, become one with the Holy Spirit. That outward expression is powerful and is needed in the church. You go to a, to a place where there's non-believers and watch something happen that they can't quite explain and they'll start asking questions. 
because the grid that we carry doesn't line up with the grid that God has. So that that pouring out of the Holy Spirit that comes upon us, that anointing that comes on us, is for the demonstration of the power of God. But here's the, the, the catch. That demonstration comes from the hunger of the people. That as a people, when we start to hunger for God, God will pour out on his people. I don't know if, if any of you have been to, to mission trips, but I've been on a few, and, and we were in India, and I remember saying to Brad, I don't understand why in, in the midst of India we can pray for people and like their skies are being healed. And then we come home and it's not the same. Because in India, the people hunger for this stuff. They are hungry. And they've got so many other gods sitting on their shelf that are doing nothing for them. They just want something. So when you go to somebody and you say, hey, I want to pray for you, they are more than happy to say, please pray for me. We had one lady who came to us and she said, she was tears pouring down her face and she said, I need you to pray. And I said, why? And she said, because I'm a Hindu and nothing's happening. And you guys seem like your God's going to do something for me. We prayed and things changed in her life. The very reason that that happened was because she was hungry. But when we come back to our, our, our Western society, we get comfortable and we become complacent and the enemy is happy for us to sit there. The enemy is happy for us not to understand this because once we start to understand this, we understand the power that we carry and we become hungry for it. Bill Johnson said, um, I'm sure someone else has said it, but I heard it the other day. He said, you know, the, the kingdom is upside down in the way that we, we get more because the more we eat, the hungrier that we get. There was, a, there was a, another guy which I found fascinating. Todd White asked him, how do I become more hungry? I don't know if any of you guys know Todd White, but he is an incredible guy who lives his life fully for God. And he asked somebody else, how do I become more hungry? And I sat back and thought, my goodness, this guy to me seems like he's, he's so hungry and yet he wants more. So we watch his ministry and we go, how come when he prays for people, things change because he's hungry for God? He wants to see God operate in any way that God will operate. God, I don't care what you do, just do something here. When we get to that place, when we get to that place where we go, God, I want more of you and I'm going to do whatever I can to see more of you, things will start to open up in, in every aspect of our life. If we hunger for God in our marriages, in our parenting, in our workplaces, in our friendships, if we hunger for God in every area of our life, things will start to change. Because God will operate where we are hungry. He will give us more. And the more we eat, the hungrier we get and the more he pours out. When we go from glory to glory to glory, it's because God is just pouring out. And then we go, God, I've, I've eaten all that and I want more. When we start being honorable with the little that he gives us, he will give us more and more and more. And the power that we carry, the Holy Spirit is, is going just screaming inside of us, you have the ability to do this because I am with you and in you and I am you. But because of our, our brains and our, 
in our mind that we need to renew, we get so locked up in the fact that we don't understand the power that we carry. And that doesn't mean pushing people away. It means bringing God into that, into that place. It means going, I am joined with the great I am. The Spirit of God is in me and I in Him. So I carry power and responsibility in this place. And I will continue to stand knowing that God is bigger than whatever it is I'm standing in. We've had a lot here this morning, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish that, that there. But I want us to take away just this. That we are one with the Holy Spirit. That the power that we carry, that we walk with, is the power of the great I Am, the very power that Jesus walked in, so when we go back into our lives, and it's not easy, trust me, it's not easy, but when we continually, continually renew our mind and when we see something that we're, we're standing, we stop ourselves and verbally say, no, I'm, I'm not accepting that. I'm standing on, on the very power that I am that is in me. And call, like we were singing this morning, God, more. Pour more out on us so that when we operate in what God pours on us, we can change that room and get people to understand who we walk with. We walk with the Holy Spirit. So why don't you stand and we'll, we'll pray. You know, as, as odd as it sounds, as weird as it is, when we, the, the Bible talks about the fact that we have power in the way that we speak, that life and death are in, are in the power of our tongue. You know, you look at a lot of movie stars, a lot of guys caught in, in, in um, new age sorts of things, they all argue the fact that if you have positive thoughts, if you bring yourself to a positive place, speak positively about you, that things will begin to change. I want to challenge you that if you have something in your life, whatever it is, Go to the Bible and find one verse about who Jesus says that we are. Go to that Romans verse, Romans 5.8. Go to Romans 5.8. And every time you start to think, this thing's beating me, read Romans 5.8 out loud and declare that over your life. Declare the fact that, no, I'm an heir, a son of God, and that I am joined with the Holy Spirit and my power in this situation is the power of God. And do it again and again and again and again and again until something breaks. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, God. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for who you are, Father. We thank you, God, that, that you bring us into this family, Lord. God, that you join with us and allow us to be and know who you are, Father. that you allow us to be lost in you, be protected by you, Father. Jesus, that you would put that perfect plan with covenant that protects us, that loves on us, and that gives us everything we could ever need and want, Father. I just pray right now, God, that, that our hearts are changed here this morning, Father.
for no reason other than to know you better, to see you more. I just pray, God, that anything that that wasn't of you falls away, God, but the things that you wanted to plant here this morning start to grow in every one of our hearts, God. That Jesus, you reign in this place. You are the name above all names, above cancer, above illness, above our finances, above our relationships with our kids, our works. Father, your name, Jesus, your name is greater than all of those things. And we declare your name right now in every place of our life. Every name that we can call, Father, Jesus, your name is greater. Any situation that this country faces, any leaders, your name, Jesus, is greater. And we stand on that name right now. And we declare your goodness in this place. We declare that your kingdom come. And God, your will be done in every heart in this place. We love you, Father. And we just thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amen.